If you are an American listener, then you are most likely getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for you as a listener and for being a part of the Abundant Woman Collective. Today's episode is not your ordinary Thanksgiving message, maybe that you were expecting, but I do believe that the Lord has something so good for us today. Does Thanksgiving bring you joy, stress, grief, or maybe no emotion at all? But whatever you're feeling and whatever the holidays are bringing up for you, today's podcast is for you. I am hoping that you are ready to listen with an open heart as we dig into being grateful, even if. Before we dig in, I wanted to read a review of the podcast, and this one is from Melissa, who says, a gem in the podcast world. Christian women are encouraging and pouring into other women. Yes, and amen. So glad this podcast is here. Thank you, Melissa, for leaving a review, and I'm so thankful that you are here. Did you know that reviews not only help to encourage other women to actually listen to the podcast, but it helps Apple know that people enjoy the show? So if you have indeed enjoyed listening, can you please take two quick minutes right now to head to Apple Podcast and leave a quick review? Thank you so much. All right, grab your coffee, your Bible, drive safe wherever you're listening. Let's go get started. The Abundant Woman Podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Happy almost Thanksgiving to my American friends. Like we said, tomorrow is Turkey Day, and we are so excited to be celebrating it. But for some people, it's a fun dinner to be had with family or friends and lots of delicious people. But for others... The start of the holiday season can come with grief, can come with challenges, and maybe even challenging people. Maybe it's not a lot of food, and it's only some food because of budget. Whatever it is, I want you to know that we are going to do this together. I had wrote a podcast episode that was light and airy and fun and talking all about thankfulness, and I even had like this thing that we did together, (laughs) but the Lord was like, "Mm, sis. No, ma'am. He reminded me that not everyone's Thanksgiving is a typical, like, really, does anybody have this? But like a normal Rockwell, the turkey feast photo, you know, like the photo with the grandma and the grandpa, and then they're laying this fat bird on the table and they're surrounded by like family and everyone's smiling and the food is pretty and the dishes are pretty and the kids are behaving. What? It's not real. But not everyone experiences holidays the same. So today we're going to talk about being grateful, not thankful. We're going to talk about that, but grateful. Did you know that there are actual studies like science people, scientific studies that show people that are grateful or who are grateful experience more joy in life and are more of a joy to be around. There are also studies that show less anxiety, depression, and worry on people 
who experience grateful and who are grateful. Isn't that crazy? I love it when science backs up scripture. Can we just take a moment for that? Because it's my favorite thing. Okay, so if you listen to any of my episodes, I think I, I don't do it in everyone, but we're gonna define things because grateful and thankful sound so much alike, right? And so grateful means appreciative of benefits received. Thankful is conscious of benefit received. That's my boy Webster Dictionary. It's my favorite dictionary. Um, so basically where thankfulness is an emotion, gratitude is an attitude. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> it's a gratitude is an attitude of appreciation under any circumstance. Gratitude is a chosen state of being. It's a different posture. Being thankful is a response to something. I'm when my kids sneeze or when someone, you know, gives my kids something, I say thank you or hopefully they say thank you, right? They were given something, they say thank you for you. Being grateful is being grateful, being appreciative all the time, even if, which we'll get to that. It's a different posture. It looks different. It feels different. Um, the Bible, we're going to dig right in. And there's two verses we're going to look at first. There's a few more we'll talk about later. But Colossians 3.16 in the NIV translation says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. It's it's a being. It's a place that you are. To show biblical gratitude is to give goodness and grace to others as he has first given to us, right? And then it goes on in verse 17 and says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Biblical thanks means acknowledging the giver. He is the giver who gave us this gift. It's not just saying thank you for the gift, we are saying thank you to God for giving us this gift. It's God-focused rather than self-focused. Being grateful, though, it isn't an automatic thing. Like, we're not born grateful. And actually, <laughs> I would argue that we're the opposite, that we, I don't know, because I I love my children so much, and they're a prime example. But sometimes you look at, like, two-year-olds, and they're, like, entitled little kids. And it's not by any parent's doing. It's just natural, like, sin nature. So we're not born grateful. It's not an automatic thing. We have to work at it. And we have to create the environment and the culture within us and surrounding us. It's so much easier to say thank you after someone has done something for you than it is to be grateful for everything and anything you have, right? There are several stories in the Bible that describe people being grateful. Job, you can read Job and we can talk about deep about him and you can know that one. Uh, Jonah, even in the midst of a belly of a whale, he's grateful. There's all of these characters in the Bible. And so I want you to dig in and find your own. But today we're going to talk about in Luke 7, uh, 36 to 50, basically, is Jesus and the sinful woman. The Bible says it on me. <laughs> Here in Luke 37 and 38, it says, When a sinful woman from that town learned that Jesus was dining there, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair. Then she kissed his feet and anointed them with the perfume. So here's a little background. They are Jesus 
And these dudes in Sam's terms are at the home of Simon the Pharisee when this woman comes. This woman is, they just call her a sinner. So basically everyone knows that she's a sinner. And we sort of get the sense that the guests gathered at the dinner may not have known the woman's story, but they just looked at her with disdain. And in their minds, they justified their whispers and glances and they probably rejected her, right? But Jesus, but Jesus, saw her as a person and he didn't reject her. He didn't kick her away. He didn't scream and say, oh my gosh, like he didn't do anything crazy, which some of these people in the room probably were looking at him a little bit crazy at this point. Also, this woman is random, (laughs) but when she learned that Jesus would be there, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, which meant this jar of perfume was so very precious to her, right? And it says she kissed his feet and washed him with her hair. With Can we side note, guys? I would just be looking at the woman like she's crazy. But what she was actually doing was that was her act of worship. That was her adoring her Savior. That was her using her most precious jar of perfume and worshiping her savior. But up out of nowhere, this lady comes and she knew who Jesus was and what he could do. She came with a thankful and a grateful heart. She was literally pouring out the best she had at his feet. She was giving God everything, even though she was living a sinful life. I love this story. Like I said, there's so many other stories that I can talk about. People in the Bible, like Daniel in the lion's den, Hannah, like all of these people in the Bible living out gratefulness. But I love that this sinning woman not only showed up out of nowhere when she shouldn't have been there, and she gave her best with a perfume, and she worshiped God with this act. It's so good. There are several reasons to be grateful There are several reasons to change our posture to gratefulness. Science backed it up. We heard that in the beginning, but also just a few of them. Gratitude glorifies God. It helps us to see God, to see his presence and sense his presence, to know that he cares for us and his timing is perfect. Gratitude puts us in God's will. Gratitude brings peace. Gratitude helps us bring closer to God. Gratitude can bring contentment. Gratitude can deepen our faith because we're getting close to God. Gratitude, my favorite one, helps us live right now in the present. I am grateful for what I have right now. I'm not looking to tomorrow. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I mean, yesterday. We're not worrying about the craziness of life. We're gratitude. We're grateful right now. It opens our eyes to the everyday beautifulness of our life, even if it's not beautiful. We're grateful for the breath in our lungs, right? Let's dig into four practical ways that we can cultivate a spirit, a posture of gratefulness. Number one, I legit want you to do this, okay, friends? I want you to post it or send it to me. Tell me that you're participating. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook, but let's do this together. We are going to spend the next seven days writing grateful lists. Grab a notebook, 
grab your favorite pen, stick it next to your Bible. So you, when you read your Bible every day, cause we're doing that, remember, then we're also making these lists every day, spend five minutes, like literally it could only be five minutes or it could be 30, whatever you want, but five minutes reflecting on ways that you are grateful, journal it, let it flow. It might start as one thing. And it might end up as a whole page. If you already do this, then I want you to take it a step further. Each day, I want you to join us in this challenge and write a gratitude letter to someone. You can figure out later if you want to send it or not, but I would encourage you to because how cool would that be to get a gratitude letter? But a letter, is there seven people in your life, past or present, that you are grateful for, that they made an impact, that you can write a simple letter of appreciation to them? Do that with us for the next seven days. So number one, we're spending seven days, one each day, writing grateful letters or grateful list. Okay. And you're going to tag Sam because I really want to see number two, it helps us to fight entitlement in comparisons, right? So when we talk about taking each thought captive, which we've done quite a bit here on the podcast and in real life, um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Fighting entitlement is hard, but we need to know that we're not doing anything. And I don't mean entitlement in like the worldly money sense. I mean, like our punishment (laughs) for sin is literally death. We were destined to hell before Jesus stepped in, died on the cross, resurrected, taking the keys to hell with him and saving us. Life, this life and salvation is a gift. So when I say fight entitlement, I feel like it's more like fight the thought that we're owed anything, that life should be peachy because we're Christian, that it should be all good and smooth sailing because God loves us. He does love us. In his plan, someone told me the other day that his plan for us was for us to live in the Eden, was to us to walk into Eden together, that life before sin entered, right? And then we know what happened. But we are not entitled to anything, but he gave us this gift. And that's what it is. It's a free gift that we are choosing to accept. And because of that, all we can do is be grateful. All we can do is pour out our alabaster jar and be give everything we have, right? And finding comparison is also linked with this because so many times the opposite, like, oh, if only... I had more money. If only my house was bigger. If only there's always something we could be looking forward to. We could be hoping for and wishing for and dreaming for or whatever. And that's okay to an extent. But if you're not enjoying where you are right now, if you're not grateful for the season you're in right this moment, then it becomes comparison. It becomes looking at the future versus looking at the right now and being so incredibly grateful for it. Okay. We talked about this before, but in second Corinthians 10 verse five, this is where we get taking every thought captive. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. That is what we're doing. When comparison comes in, we're saying, nah, nah, enemy, we got this. And we're giving it to Christ. Or if entitlement comes in, the idea that we're owed something, that life should be peachy, we're saying, nah, here, God, take this from me. And we practiced this a few episodes ago, but we can do it still. And if we're dealing with that, like really struggling with that, then write out that thought. When it's like, man, my life will be good when I have a bajillion dollars then maybe a scripture we write is keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, right? So 
We're taking these thoughts captive. And if practically speaking, we're writing them down and putting a scripture with it, that is truth to refute the comparison and the entitlement. Number three, pray about it. We should all be praying about it, period. Like, God, give me a heart of gratefulness. I want to be grateful. And for those of us who are in a season where gratefulness is hard to come by, pray about it harder. You have the direct line to God the Father. So wherever you are, I want you to hear me when I say this. Know that you are loved, you are seen, you are heard, you are valued, you are cherished, and even right now in your grief and in your struggling and in any season you are, you get direct access to the Father and you can bring it to Him because He's a big God who can handle our emotions. He's a big God who can handle your anger or frustrations or whatever because He loves you. And we get to love Him because He first loved us. We get to embrace his unconditional love and grace because all of that he has done for us. God is good and God does good. And that does not change even when our circumstances are not good. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Does that say for the good things? Does that say for only the pleasurable things, the joyful things, the amazing things? No, it says in everything by prayer and supplication, which supplication is a fancy word for pleading, for humbly pleading, right? For begging earnestly, prayer and supplication, praying it to God, everything. When we come to God with gratitude, it leads to praise. So number five is praise and worship. Sorry, it's my favorite one. But when we come to God with gratitude, it leads to praise. You can't not praise him when you're grateful. Our gratitude is worshipful and it honors our creator. Worship comes from not just the music that we sing, but it comes in the way we live our life. Biblical gratitude and thankfulness are extremely valuable in the kingdom of God. They matter to God. And for us, it helps keep our focus off of us and our situation and keeps it on him. It's more of him and less of us. In Mercy Me's song, Even If, there's a portion of the lyrics that say, I know you're able and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is you alone. I know the sorrow and I know the hurt would all go away if you just say the word. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. There have been some, oh gosh, some really tough seasons in my life where this song has been on repeat every day, multiple times a day, because I need those lyrics. I need that reminder that even if you don't, he's still good. He's still God. And he's still my hope, which is really hard. But even if you don't, even if he doesn't do whatever is expected, even if life looks worse than what we think it should look like, even if tragedy strikes, even if we are grateful to the giver of life, to the free gift we have in salvation and life and through him, even if my hope is in you alone. 
Giving thanks in all things might not change the situation, but it will always change us in the situation. Let me say that again. Giving thanks in all the things might not change the situation, but it will always change us in the situation. Practicing living in gratitude allows us to heal from our pain and suffering and it's a way of dealing with loss or tragedy or grief for what then for when that time comes. Living in gratitude will change us from the inside out, friends. It's not the thank you after we've done we've received something. It's the posture of gratefulness. It's the even if I'm still grateful. Even if I'm still going to praise you, even if your Thanksgiving is crap this year, I'm so sorry, I said crap. Even if then I'm still thankful to be here. I'm still grateful that you've given me life, that I have a purpose, that you're using my pain for a purpose and it stinks right now, God, but thank you. In Colossians 3.17, this is the message or the verse we're going to memorize today. And it says, whatever you do in word or in deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, friends, let's give thanks to God the Father through him. Friends, I hope this message blessed you today. I hope you can take this to heart and grow in gratitude with me because I know that our God desires a relationship with us, an intimacy with us. And like we talked about through This episode, one of the ways we can get closer to God is being grateful. It brings us to the heart of the Father. And I am so thankful that we get to do this together by doing it practically through these four steps. And just know that you are loved. And whatever season you are in, I am praying for you, sis. And if you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out and message me because I am always here to be your prayer champion. Um, So actually, let's just pray right now. God, thank you so much for the woman listening to my voice right now and to whoever's in the car or the place or the space with her, God, that you would surround her with your presence right now in Jesus' name, that she would know that she is loved and treasured and valued by you, God, that she has a purpose for her life and a plan for her life. And she is going to practice the posture of gratefulness today. And every day thereafter, we are going to be women who live in abundance because we're grateful for everything we have. We are thankful for all our situations, even though they may not change, but please change us in those circumstances, God, for the woman who is grieving or going through struggles or having challenges. I pray that you would be with her, that the Prince of Peace would wrap his arms around her, that you would comfort her right now in the name of Jesus. I am so thankful for every woman listening and that you are using this platform for your glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you are struggling with gratefulness or struggling with some other things in your walk with Christ, then grab an abundant woman session with me where we're going to help you grow spiritually, find your gaps of where you're not connecting with God and figure out how you can really have an encounter with him. If life feels really hard right now, maybe you're missing having Jesus really a part of every minute, but you just don't know how. Sit with me for an hour and we'll come up with a plan where you will learn to connect with him and grow with him. Simply send me an email at hello at theabundantwoman.co and we'll get a call set up because I want you to experience the fruit of an intimate relationship with him.
Amen. <laughs> so I always want to leave you all with something fun so and free. So one of the things is Mercy Me song. It's a Mercy Me even if. If you're going through trouble, listen to it. It's so good. Another, since we're talking about music, is my girl Kim Walker-Smith. I love her. Her Wild Heart um, album is amazing. And today, I had the song Just Be on all day long today. And it is the current song of my heart, the cry of my heart. And it is so good. One more thing before we go. It is almost Christmas. I know, I know. I just said it was almost Thanksgiving, but then like right after that, when you blink your eyes, it's Christmas. So I'm so excited. We are going to do something special this year for Advent, which is starting this Sunday, November 27th, all the way to Saturday, December 24th. You and I are going to hang out here on the podcast for a few minutes every single day. I'm going to do a short Advent podcast episode every day so we can really dig into scripture together. We can get ready for the season together and mostly so we can prepare him room in our hearts. I'm so excited for this. So join me well every Wednesday, but then also from November 27th to December 24th, we'll be doing Advent together. All right, friends. Thank you. Love you. Until next time. friend. I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.
Amen. <laughs> so I always want to leave you all with something fun so and free. So one of the things is Mercy Me song. It's a Mercy Me even if. If you're going through trouble, listen to it. It's so good. Another, since we're talking about music, is my girl Kim Walker-Smith. I love her. Her Wild Heart um, album is amazing. And today, I had the song Just Be on all day long today. And it is the current song of my heart, the cry of my heart. And it is so good. One more thing before we go. It is almost Christmas. I know, I know. I just said it was almost Thanksgiving, but then like right after that, when you blink your eyes, it's Christmas. So I'm so excited. We are going to do something special this year for Advent, which is starting this Sunday, November 27th, all the way to Saturday, December 24th. You and I are going to hang out here on the podcast for a few minutes every single day. I'm going to do a short Advent podcast episode every day so we can really dig into scripture together. We can get ready for the season together and mostly so we can prepare him room in our hearts. I'm so excited for this. So join me well every Wednesday, but then also from November 27th to December 24th, we'll be doing Advent together. All right, friends. Thank you. Love you. Until next time.